Hi, I'm Jeremy Verkley, joined with my co-host Kevin Weir. Kevin Weir. Welcome to the Third third Space, space. the podcast that's about world building and unintended consequences. consequences. We've got our topic lined up, so let's get started. Let's get started. I think I nailed that. Let's go again one more time, though. Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome to your own home. Yeah. Uh, we, I, okay, I think we've done that before. Yeah, we have. Oh, and man, we're just repeating back on ourselves. I mean, there's going to be some repeats eventually, Kevin. No, individual <laughs> things every time. Nothing can ever be the same. Uh-huh. There's 128 episodes, always <laughs> different. Always different. Oh. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, running jokes in this podcast are more a necessity of our brains can only go so many places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm real dumb. I can only think of certain things at a time. Yeah. I'm like one of those, uh, like, Super Nintendo cartridges. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. And you can, like, program it by doing other weird things. Yeah, yeah. See, what happens is the running joke goes for a while, and eventually we stop doing it because it's not funny anymore. (laughs) And then it goes into, like, the back file where, in certain instances, we, like, have a card that we can pull out. Yeah, yeah, and and the space that was that running joke was taking up in our minds is freed up, and that's when something new comes in. You know, I think we work less like one of those old uh, SNES cartridges, and maybe more like those old punch card computers. Yeah, no, they have a bunch of those yeah. cards. Like, like yeah. you're also like reaching a crack, and you're like, "There's a card in here." Where it's a, it's, it's like a Scantron machine, really. Yeah, is what it is. <laughs> we have five possible answers, and somebody keeps filling in cards, not using a number two pencil. Yeah. <laughs> Who's you? Who's using a pink pen? Yeah, who, can't read pink. It's not even a pencil. Come on, you're not even using a number three pencil. That's, I mean, you also, that's also a lot of confidence in your answers. Yeah, it's B, and I'll never change that. Pink. I'll never give up on you, B. I want the person marking this scantron to be entertained, so I'm going to color each different box in with a different colored pen. Here's what I'm going to do in these boxes. I'm going to write. I'm going to draw one of those those micro drawings people do on rice. Except for I'm going to do it in the box. Yeah. This one's a cat. <laughs> you failed. This one's a dog. <laughs> it just looks like the cat. <laughs> yeah, but if you use a magnifying glass, you can tell that it isn't. <laughs> this one's a horse. I'm noticing a trend of four legs. <laughs> I know how to do four legs. Is what I do. <laughs> this one's a snake. This one's a worm. <laughs> this one's a you're, larger snake. You're just filling in the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a lizard who went through a terrible accident the, and this brings up the questions of how we ever passed schools <laughs> well it's the sort of thing where it's like oh man you failed math but you know what a plus in art <laughs> it averages out it um, does <laughs> you take those costs to give you a pluses and you take the ones to give you d's and when they combine yeah ah, right there in the c because that's that c plus um <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we do have a topic that's it. today. No, that's our, that's, that's it. Game. We're done. Yeah. Episode's done. That was our goofs. All right. Uh, no <laughs> more joking anymore. Except we're going to talk about this very serious topic. Very serious, Kevin. Yes. It, uh, it's so serious that we've been thinking about it for a long time, and we didn't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> it's been percolating in the back of our subconsciouses. Yeah. 
since Jer- the very first episode. So, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah Kevin. You know the Dunder? Yeah, I know the Dunder. You know the Dunder. <laughs> yeah, I know the Dunder. Yeah, the Dungeons and the Jurgens. Yeah. Yeah, those The Druggerga. Yeah. <laughs> the Druggerga. Ah, <laughs> uh, inside jokes. Yeah. Uh but you know the you know the Dunda with the dragons and the dungeons. And I do the things. I do. Well, th- there's like items you can get in that game. Magic items. Oh yeah, you sword that shoots fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. The, the boots <laughs> make you quiet. Yeah, there's a bunch of like you know fun magical items you can get. Yeah. Well, this is a specific, very very specific kind of magic item. Oh, you mean like. Um... Bag of holding, like a bag of holding. Okay. What if the world had a bag of holding? Well, mm-hmm. everyone would have one bag. Yeah, well, that would happen. <laughs> if you lose that bag, yeah. and people would lose stuff in those bags all the time because you have to be able to think of what's in the bag to get it out. Oh, shoot! If you're drunk and then you like, <laughs> yeah, have, but, like you yeah. wake up with a bag of holding and you're like, oh shit, what's in here? Yeah. yeah. Wait, the bag of holding. By the way, bag of holdings can fill up. Yeah. So you're just like, wait, my bag of holding's full. What did I, I put, put in? Five hundred pounds of what is in here? <laughs> I can't reach it out. It's just full of rocks. <laughs> your two-year-old got your bag. Um, no, no, we're not talking like, about bags of holding. Like five years later, you're like maybe pork. Oh God, it's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's just goo. Yeah, I just think you can turn a bag inside out, and everything just flies out of it. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, that's called a shrapnel bomb, Kevin. Mm. Uh, but we're not talking about bags of holding today. No. We're talking about what, Kevin? We're talking about uh, sentient weapons and tools. Sentient things. Yeah. Sentient tools, I think, is the best uh, descriptor. I mean, surely weapons are just tools you kill someone with. Yeah. Yeah. They're tools for killing. Tools tools of murder, if you will. Yeah. The tools of the trade. So, sentient weapons come in a few different flavors. Yes. There are the sentient weapons that seem to have just been imbued with sentience. Yeah. These are weapons that are aware that they are a weapon or a tool. Yeah. They're aware of what they are, but they have feelings. They have thoughts. They have purpose. They have goals. Yeah. Uh, Then there are weapons that had, or tools that had a wielder who was so powerful, or as it's like heightened... Not necessarily power. The weapon th- went through events with this wielder. Yeah. And the result was it gained sentience. Yes, that's a good, yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, so the, the, the wielder's like personality essentially yeah. is imprinted on the weapon. Yeah. Now it doesn't, ha- now those ones, I think weirdly enough, don't have as much play. Just whenever I've seen a sentient weapon that's supposed to be, like, the personality of the person who holds it, they're usually, like, they have something they want to do. Yeah. And that is that weapon's entire drive. Yeah. But whenever you get, like, a weapon that's, like, oh, this one's just, like, it feels things, they, it's a lot more open. Yeah. Yeah, you can teach yeah. those to love, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say that there is another kind of sentient weapon, uh, and that is the weapon that is... um. Either one, really, really, really old. Yeah. And it's just, because it's so ancient, it eventually gains sentience. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and two, weapons that are, like, the center of an event. Yes. Um, uh, Which I kind of put into the same category, because they're kind of weapons that... Have spontaneously gained sentience. Yeah, yeah. Sentience. They're, they're, kind of, they're kind of the nobody did anything specifically to these tools to make them this way yeah they just sort of birth themselves i guess yeah and so these are things that you know 
can exist, obviously. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, like... So, clearly, there's ones that can talk to the person who's wielding them. Yeah. Uh, there's specifically... This, uh, I, I remember one magic weapon, which is the Sun Sword. The Sun Sword does not, is a lightsaber, for one. It of is, course it, it is. It is a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it, it was a platinum-handled crystalline blade sword, but the... Uh, the 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 blade of it was broken and removed. Yeah. Um. And the hilt just feels real bad about that. Just hates it so much. Yeah. The hilt cannot speak. The hilt can only project emotions into people. Yeah. Uh. Which means that you don't just get talking ones. You get ones that'll just be like, "Why does my why does my spoon feel sad?" Yeah. Why do I have a sad spoon? Or, you know, why am I feeling angry right now? Oh, I'm holding the sword. If I let go of the sword, am I still angry? <laughs> well, I mean, no, it doesn't change your emotion. No, you just... but it projects them to you. Yeah, so you can, well, you can feel what the weapon is feeling. Yeah. Or the tool is feeling. Yeah. So it has feelings, but not words to express I mean, those feelings. there's lots of different ways that they... Like, some do talk. Yeah, no, some absolutely do talk. Some talk, some project emotions, some just show you a kaleidoscope of colors. Like, <laughs> some have music, Yeah, is the way they communicate. You just hear, like, some flutes in the background. I don't know. So you're, like, you know, the great hero of the ages... And you uh, pull a sword from a stone, and you're like, this is my sword. And it goes, what? What? <laughs> oh, this is going to be... Oh, this, man. I don't like this. <laughs> no, I'm hardcore. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look at my rippling muscles. Yeah, there's also, like, the tyrant who's like, excellent, I finally found my object of legend, and they pick it up, and it's like... <laughs> what if it's just like... The... <laughs> I go all the way through it. <laughs> that was okay. every time they draw it out of yeah. the Yeah, scabbard. the whole thing. Shing. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> right. I mean, he, and surely during that time, though, he is just, like, slaughtering. It's very bad. Yeah, it is. Very bad it's for not, the people. It's not kind good. of funny, though, from the outside. <laughs> well, from for him. It's funny for him and only him, because only he can hear it. This Actually, this makes me think of... So this is an Ascension weapon, but Borderlands, yeah. I think, too, yeah. um, has a special weapon that <laughs> um, makes sounds when you do it. So, like, whenever you fire... Yeah, it, it goes like um, pew 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 pew. Then yeah. you reload, it goes like reload. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or like when you or like you I know, mean, you could like have screaming. something like that in this world because we say that these tools gain sentience. Yeah, we do not say how smart they are. <laughs> they they have stats. Yeah. They can be charismatic. They can be, they can dumb. be wise. The, in in the one game I'm playing, I have a sword that is more wise than my character is. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um I'm smarter than it though. That's very important. <laughs> uh, I am smarter than the sword. Good. It is wiser than I am. Good. That sword's seen them thing some things is what I'm saying. Okay. That sword's seen shit. That sword. That sword's been stabbed through some shit. Um, <laughs> I've seen the inside of people. Yeah, this your your tool that does that. This sword um, is very good. It has very good med like medicine. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you, well, you see the 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 heart is actually more towards the center of the chest. I know that because I've pierced many of them. 
Uh, okay, concept for a, a sitcom in this world. Okay. Dr. Sword. I mean, the concept of many sitcoms uh, is an item that yeah. can talk. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've, we've, we've laid out what these items are. Yes. Um, I will say also that there are some that, like, can inflict pain upon the user if they don't do... The things that they want them to yeah, do. Yeah, there's a, the, there's a sword that I think when you draw it, if you don't hurt someone with that sword, yeah. you take psychic damage. Yeah. So there's they can influence you yeah. in varying ways. There's a certain amount of give and take, just like any relationship. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so obviously in the past, you'll get things that are like... Uh, you know, weapons. You get swords. You get bows. You have, those are the things that have these like moments that happen. Well, here's the thing. I think. Well, hold on. I think in the far past, Kevin. No, that's what, well, hold that's on. That's where you're at, right? Yeah. I, I I mean, like those are the things that we're going to be seeing getting these like objects happening. Yeah, but I, I think it's actually more likely for for it's less likely for the weapons, unless it's that one where it's like a hero of legend. Like use this weapon and only this weapon. Well, I think those ones are more likely. But the thing is, is that like early weapons yeah. break all the fucking time, right? Because they're made out of wood or stone, and those are not very durable materials. Well, yeah, but the thing about when it becomes a sentient weapon is that it becomes a little bit hardier. Yeah, but I'm saying not not a lot would not a lot of weapons would <laughs> get to not that unbreakable. Point. Once again, going back to the sun sword, which yeah. was broken. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> you guess you could be like. Somehow you've just been using that one club, this Neanderthal. Yeah. And, like, with time, that club becomes sentient. Yeah. And then you break it on something, and that club just screws tape. I don't know what tape is. <laughs> Invent tape! Tape it! Take some sap! <laughs> Rub sap! Put me back together! Yeah. Please help! Um. Yeah, so, so I, I think it's actually more likely for, like, jewelry or... Uh, a tool to become sentient in that era. Okay. Um, simply because when you, when you look at sort of what we know about early human civilizations, there's actually a lot of ornamentation. Yeah. But also keep in mind that you can create weapons. Like it takes a process. Mm -hmm. There is some sort of process. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That can imbue the things you forge with sentience. Yeah, but again, that's a thing that people would have to discover. So, like, early humans probably don't have that knowledge. Nah, much like medicine. Yeah. They have not learned how to forge sentience into... Exactly. Like, that That probably doesn't happen later until somebody's like, wait a minute. Like, I can look at these examples of how these objects came into being. Yeah. Maybe I can make this happen. Yeah. Um. So, you know, may maybe... Maybe that's like uh, ancient Chinese or Japanese or Greek or something like that. Yeah. Um, when that starts becoming available, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly mostly you'd get ornamentation stuff because it's one the stuff that will last the longest. Okay, like maybe an entire person's life. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's also sort of there's a lot of heirlooming of stuff in okay. ancient civilizations. So thinking of. Dungeons and Dragons. What yes. makes like what makes sentient weapon? What makes sentient objects? Mm -hmm. Like they're still in incredibly rare. Yeah, so they still have to keep on being rare. In uh, yeah, yeah, though, well, 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 being rare and like worldwide, relatively common. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's sort of like the lottery where it's where it's like the chances of you winning the lottery are infinitesimal. Yeah. The chances of someone winning the lottery is guaranteed. Yeah. So it's like the chances of you getting a sentient sword pretty you know, low. Pretty low. But pretty the chances low. of of someone anywhere getting a sentient someone sword someone in your country. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. that sort of thing. Guaranteed every month. Um yeah. <laughs> every month. Uh is that fallacy? Yeah, uh, the the I guess the question I have for that then, yeah, because this brings up the the idea of the sliding time scale. Yeah, is if if we're saying that it's pretty regular for somebody every year, I say to get a sentient weapon. Yeah, and these sentient weapons can be broken, but are quite durable. Yeah, right. Does it eventually come to a point where there's just way too many of them? I mean, I don't think so. Because even durable, like, things eventually do, like, nothing stays on. And I think at a point where an object has rusted to the point that it is not, like, you know, feasible yeah. anymore, I think at that point you can consider that probably dead. Is that, like, an, the, the old age death for a sentient weapon? I guess so. I think the problem is also is that I feel like the longer a sentient weapon is alive, since because it has intelligence and has all those things, mm-hmm. eventually it'll just go insane and you won't want it anymore. <laughs> You'll you'll be like this that, hammer is real racist, and then that's where you throw it in the tomb. Yeah, and then years later, archaeologists find it. Yeah, and, and they're just and they're just like, why does the why why does this hammer just like hate everybody? One, why is it speaking ancient Sumerian? Two, why does it keep saying devil white folk? Three, <laughs> wh- uh, do I put this in a museum? <laughs> now I don't think they can say I. Are there sentient weapons that can talk out loud? Uh, or can they only talk to the wielder? I mean, I think most of them are just to the wielder. But, you know, I do not see why there couldn't be I, a sentient tool that spoke out loud. I mean, the thing, the thing about D&D is that you can make. Yeah. You can make anything in it. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of this canonic. I think there, ha- there has to be at least some magic item that actually talks out loud. I mean, there are definitely that have very – there are some that have very visible and open communication. Yeah. Right, whether that's like the tool changing its own color, or and yeah. there are some that can cast magic, so they could just write out words with magic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I think we have to be clear: they cannot cast magic in this instance because we're not taking that part. Because <laughs> because magic D and D magic doesn't exist. Yeah. Yes. No. I I agree with that. Yeah. And they cannot cast fireball for you. No, they they cannot cast minor illusion. No, uh, we will get to what they can do. But I still, we're, I think we're still focusing on where they come from. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think early human history. Yeah. You're getting a lot of jewelry and heirloom type stuff. And I think also in early human history is a lot more likely those things will get lost. Yeah. Because it's very easy, and then it's sitting on like a mountainside and just rusts out. Yeah. Or just like decays. I mean, the, the, it is not super rare in the ancient world for a tribe or like a splinter of of people yeah. to just all die or go missing. Like yeah, they all just a, get In a diseases. storm or a natural disaster or a disease or, you know, they just get eaten by wolves. <laughs> like, yeah, then, then, that's, then that sweet negus you have that spoke like, you know, a surfer dude yeah. from California. Couldn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Whoa, you're like a Neanderthal? That's cool. Oh, uh, you ever you ever uh, shred some waves? Hey man, you should totally make a surfboard. I'm trying to feed my family with my crops. Yeah, go rip some freaking waves. I don't 
I don't understand why you're like this. Hey, man, there's fish in the ocean. You can find food there. We are nowhere near a body of water. You should go. There's a lake over there. Just head to the west, man. (laughs) (laughs) The west coast is the best coast. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they all could be California girls. That's a song, dog. (laughs) You don't know it. That song's not going to be made for like 6,000 years. Trust me, it's a good one. I'd (laughs) sing it, but I'm not a good singer. (laughs) I can play the guitar, though. Yeah, you have a guitar? (laughs) You should make a guitar. Yeah, and yeah. we can go on the sandy beach and impress all the chicks. Do you know Wonderwall? I know Wonderwall. Man, I love Wonderwall. <laughs> what is this wall of wonder? <laughs> Where can I find it? No, it's a song, man. <laughs> I see, like the ancient rituals de- passed down to me by my grandfather. <laughs> no, not that kind of song, dude. No, man, it's by Oasis. An Oasis? Where? <laughs> no, you're losing the point, but Wonderwall's hella catchy. <laughs> I don't think Oasis did any of the songs. This is the only one I know. Uh, no, there's one about, like, champagne and stars or some shit. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I once got drunk on champagne on New Year's Eve. Anyways, man, I think that tree would make a hella good surfboard. I'm gonna put this in the dirt. <laughs> and we're you... never gonna t- speak of it again. Take me to the surf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll get annoying ones. Yeah, that you'll just be that your family just be like, "Look, I love, I love this necklace that you got me, honey. I swear I do, but it's got a real weird, uh, weird thing about it." Why? Well, what, what's weird about it? Uh, it mostly it just screams a lot. It's like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, come here, come closer to me. Come here, no, come here." I won't tell you, so come here. Listen, this necklace has been passed down through six generations of our family. Come here. It is a symbol of our tribe. I want to tell you something. So you must keep it. You're my favorite. In order to pass it down to your child. You're my favorite. You, no, just, come here. you just gave this to me so that I would have a kid faster, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Bone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there would be some objects that are just like... You must procreate. Yeah. <laughs> you must continue your line. We, we should speak about sort of the goals of these these items. Because our examples in D&D are... They have a goal. Yeah. A singular goal. And they're pretty much all about that goal. Uh, especially the ones that are people's, like, yeah. things. Yeah. Um. So I I think I think part of that part, I think part of the creation of a like the forming of a sentient object has to be that's almost that it's formed around a goal. Yeah, for a specific purpose. I, and I think even the ones that come naturally, I think the I, idea is that like over time, like that's you get a lot of protector ones through I, that. I think I have a good example for right. one the line of where you forge a sentient object, like right. where where it is, right? So. Sauron, Lord of Darkness in, in Middle-earth. Yes. Right? Forged a bunch of rings of power. Yeah. Right? So nine rings for the humans, not sentient. Right? <laughs> yeah. Five rings for the elves, not sentient. All right. Three rings for the dwarves, not sentient. Yeah. And the one ring to rule over all the other rings, sentient. <laughs> okay. That's the sort of level of purpose, I think, it's required to do that. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, I think also it needs to be a grandiose, right? Well, yeah, no, it has grandiose, to be, I guess. Well, no, it, ha- it has to be like it's made for a purpose. Yeah, and it has to be like that is a firm purpose. Like if you, well, yeah, um, what I'm saying is the purpose can't be to eat a hundred caramel bars in a day. Well, no, but you don't have a tool for that. No, I, I was thinking that like if you, if you forge a hammer. I mean, like, like with this hammer, I will create uh, shelter for my entire uh, town. Yeah. Then there's a possibility that if, like, it's I think it's I think the purpose that it, that is actually kind of hard yeah. to really purposefully do it. Yeah, like, you can hope you can do that. Yeah, but if you set up being like, I'm gonna make something that's alive, then not <laughs> okay, that will make okay, it harder. Bad Mario. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that will make it harder, but. Um, so if you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, build homes for my entire town, there's a good chance that might, that hammer might be like, yes, shelter. Yes. I will build shelter for whoever needs it. Yeah. You get something like that. Why are you sleeping? I, and on the, on the other hand, I think if you make yourself like a fork and, and you're like, I will become the greatest like eating champion in the world. Then there's also a chance. That here's, fork... here's the thing. I think it's more likely that that fork becomes sentience after you become cha- the greatest eating <laughs> champion in the world. That's okay. That's yeah. true as well. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the balance, right? I think uh, a forged object is something forged for a purpose, and I do think the purpose has to be somewhat grandiose. So I think, I think, um, uh, well, creating I mean, shelter for your whole village yeah. absolutely applies. Well, I, I, think... I think creating a fork to win at eating competitions does not. Well, no. Here's the thing, Jeremy. I think it. I think it could work both ways. I think when you're when you like you forge that fork, yeah, to do this, there's a In chance the fi- be, fires of Mount Doom. Yeah, there's a chance it could become sentient. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty grandiose goal. I know it seems silly, but I mean, you want to. You know, I guess be... it is. It does have a certain sense of grandeur. A yeah. fork made specifically for eating championships. Yes. So there's a chance. Yeah. Now, however, it could also not be sentient; just be a real good fork. Yeah. But then you do become the eating, you know, the champion, speed eating and champion of the world, from that. and then it becomes sentient. Yeah. Or you could also just like be like, "This is the fork that I will use." You know, I found it in a drawer somewhere, but yeah. now this is the fork I use. Yeah. Then it becomes sentient after that. Yeah. Like yeah. those are. Things that if we're going to continue with this, using this fork as the example of how things can become sentient, yeah. if you made this fork and forgot about it in your drawer and then your home was covered by, I don't know, a volcanic eruption. Like Pompeii. Pompeii. Yeah. And then people came by years and years later, like thousands of years have passed, yeah. and they find this fork. There's a chance it'll be sentient because well, it's so goddamn old. Well, I think also especially if you – if like you're like, you, you know, this, 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 this person from Pompeii – was like, I forged this fork, and with this fork, I will eat the food of the gods, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then as they finish forging, they're like, finally, the fork, and then Vesuvius explodes, and they die. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that's actually more of a chance, because it is a un, like, fulfilled. Is an unfulfilled thing. And then as yeah. time went on, it became more unfulfilled, more of, like, this latent... See, for me, it's less about the fulfillment of a possible like desire and more about that the older something gets if it's still intact the older something gets the more it's a part of history that's why like i don't <laughs> that's why that's why kevin sometimes you'll see this thing where they're like they found this thing frozen in ice it's been in ice for ten thousand years and that automatically makes it important I, but i don't think it works retroactively 
No, no, I'm saying that, like, the longer something survives, so it might already be sentient and stuck in that ice. No, no, I don't think it works. It cannot work retroactively like that, because that implies that if, it bec- if it's important later, but it's not important when it becomes no, sentient. No, 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 I'm, sa- I'm saying there's, a, there's, like, this is a world rule. Yeah. Right? Where the older something becomes, okay. if it's still intact, the more likely it is to have sentience. So this, it's not, like, the, it's not the humans declaring that it's important that makes it sentient. It's the actual time passing. Jeremy, that's real bad. Do it you is. Know, do you want to know why that's real bad? Why and is also, that real I don't bad? think works well with anything. Because that means that if you open, if you like op- open up a cave somewhere and you're like, my God, this cave is full of like, uh, you know, things from the prehistoric era. Look at all these objects. They're all going to be, they're all going to be in there being like, Hey, Hey, look, someone's here. Hey guys, it's going to be, fucking peewee's okay. playhouse in there <laughs> okay be- kevin being like ah, oh, jumpy <laughs> i agree with you that that's not how it would work <laughs> but that's because i think in that cave yeah right, this cave of wonder that's full of objects yeah there's probably only one thing right it it's like the lottery thing you did earlier on but Jeremy, except that, the cave is the country so then in that case you're telling me that the way that this like world logic works is that if something is old and alone, it gains sentience. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, do sentient weapons make sense, Kevin? Well, no, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's just... Oh my god, Kevin, the shoe's on the other foot. Jeremy, I this don't... is you being perplexed about something this time. Jeremy, I, don't th- I don't think it can just be based on something being old and alone. Because... It's, not, it's not, but it's not just that, right? Like, if it's just old and alone, but it's mundane, it, it doesn't matter. Right, like if, but you, if if it's let's use archaeology as an example. Yeah. Right. If if you go to uh, the ruins in ancient Mesopotamia. Yeah. Right. You can find lots of bowls and, um, like utensils. Yeah. And 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 lots of leftover things from this civilization. But one, most of them are not whole. Yeah. And two, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Right. They are they are a part of history, but they're all just a single piece. Whereas. If you went to, I don't know, um, Central America and you found a golden idol used in the ritual sacrifices of the Aztec people, yeah, that thing probably is. But that has nothing to do with it being old and alone. That has everything to do with what it was doing beforehand, what it, was, what it meant beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it needs to be historical in some nature. Yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying. But the example you made was you find, like, just something frozen in ice and that makes you – and, you know – I mean, here's the thing. It could just it could be frozen in ice, right? Well, yeah, but, but I was trying to stick to forks, Kevin, because we had used good fork examples, and n- now you've ruined it. Well, no, but the fork example <laughs> I gave was the person having an important fork that they enjoyed, and then then dying, then dying, and then it being. I know, mean, that a long fork time. probably, Kevin, was pretty important to the person who got frozen in ice. It well, was probably the only <laughs> thing they used to eat stuff. Well, yeah. So may, may yes, maybe if you find. Uh, a fork from you know one of those ships that went for the Northwest Passage. Someone used that fork to eat someone else. Then yeah, <laughs> that fork could be sentient and also wants you to eat people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Dave. Man, Jacob's looking real tasty today. Look how tasty Jacob is. Look how tasty Jacob. I is. mean. Fork. I wouldn't say that Jacob's a daddy, if you know what I mean. No, not like that, tasty. <laughs> Look at, please don't make this sexual. <laughs> I want to, 
Dave, I can't make this any abundantly clear to Look, you. Okay, this Fork, I a... can see that you want to find daddies. No, Let's is... go to the park. No, this is not a sex thing, Dave. <laughs> Please do not make this a sex thing. <laughs> I like how you were like, I'm going to make this a really creepy item. And I was like, I'm going to turn it around on you. No, no, I like, no, I like this. I like this fork, the, this fork being like, no, I want you to eat people. And it's like, yeah, I'll eat that. It's like, no, Dave, Dave, I want you to murder someone and eat them. Yeah, I'll murder them. No, Dave. In bed. No, Dave. Why are you like this, Dave? Who wants to go to Pound Town? No, Dave. Eat them. Oh, look I'll, at that. I'll eat them. Look, look at that succulent rump roast. Ah, look at that juicy ass. No. <laughs> Dave, why? <laughs> Once again, one of the objects that does not have any influence over you. Yeah. Also, why are you carrying a fork around? Dave. It's his best friend. <laughs> it's the only one he can talk to about daddies, Kevin. Dave is Dave has a very low intelligence. <laughs> yeah. His intelligence is below that of the object. <laughs> um, and finally, the last one that we have to talk about here are yeah. objects that are part of massive events. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, I mean, the, that, the that... pen that signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Uh, would, would probably become sentient. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, we the already... guillotine that like killed thousands of people during the French Revolution. Yeah, probably becomes sentient. Oh, that'd be that'd be annoying. Hey, come lie down. Yeah, come on, just lay your head look, down right look here. Look at this nook, isn't it comfy? Oh, look how comfy this just is. Just want to give your neck a hug. Yeah, yeah. Washing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you again. I got you again. <laughs> Don't ask why I'm not French. <laughs> I'm not going to try that accent. Um, and with that, I think we've explained all the different types of sentient weapons. I'm not sure we did, but... I think we have. All right, yeah. Let's go right. through quick. Events? Yes. No, I'm saying I don't think we explained Old, them well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Important? Yes. Yes. And forged? Yeah. Yeah, we've done all those. Well, I, and I think the main thing tying all them together is purpose. Yeah. And, um, like, human feeling. Yeah. 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 Um, which means I think it's time for us to go to commercial. I think it is. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Season's Greetings. Kevin, how does winter say hello? Hey. What about summer? Hi. What about fall? Hello. What about spring? What's up? And don't forget the last and most important season of all, tax season. Oh, shit, I forgot! <laughs> all right. So we know where these things come from. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Uh, now we sort of figure out what they can do. Yeah. Uh, and now, now, while they can't cast magic spells, they no. definitely are, like... They have boons. <laughs> yeah, they have boons. Yeah. These are not magical boons, though. I mean, pseudo, I, I, I think pseudo-magical I, I boons. I think that, you know, they provide, one, a little bit of perspective you wouldn't otherwise have. That's true. And two, they probably aid in, like, your determination to do a thing. Right? It's like basically having a wingman, although that <laughs> wingman will only do, only support you in one specific thing. Okay, yeah, I like that because it's this isn't the same as that um, dwarf fortress thing where you get mastercraft versions of no, them. No, no, they just have some. <laughs> so, so they're not any really more magical. They just have someone in there who like, okay, if you get that hammer, 
yeah. that built a village. Yeah. It'll just be like, build a house. It'll be like, you're doing great. And you're like, there's no room to build a house around here. I live downtown. Well, build a house on top of these houses. <laughs> a new house. A stronger house. Buy wood. Go to Home Depot. Yeah. Like, it gives you motivation, right? <laughs> and it also gives you ideas. I like the idea of someone walking into a Home Depot and just being like, hello, um, I'm here to build a house. My hammer told me so. I don't know how to, but he does, so... I'm just going to walk around talking to my hammer. Please, please don't look at me. <laughs> yes, this is good wood. It comes from the heart of a strong oak. Okay. Uh, I'll take some of those two by fours. <laughs> Call it oak. <sighs> take some of those planks of oak. Call it mighty oak. Some of that mighty oak. <laughs> Hammer's telling you to say mighty oak, isn't it? It's better if we just don't acknowledge that I'm getting instructions from this hammer. I mean, it'd be worse if some, the person comes in with a saw. The saw is like, yes, we will create something great. Also, murder that person. Yeah. What? What? I didn't realize this was a thing you wanted. Make a house from their bones. Um. Oh. I get I it I get now. what you're going for now. Yeah, I got it. All right, I'm going to bury you in a hole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it is. It's basically a wingman that's like for that one specific purpose. Yeah. Like going back to the fork example. Yeah. Having a fork that was forged to win f like eating competitions is actually great because you have your own cheerleader like pushing you on and giving you advice. It's basically a coach. Yeah. I have a question. Do does this does our world have attunement? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because attunement feels like that's something different. Yeah, that's which different. we could talk about as a different topic. Actually, yeah, yeah. So, which means that as long as you're touching the object to talk to you. Yeah. Because here's an image I have, Jeremy. You're at school. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I gotta take an elective. I gotta do something so I can graduate high school. Yeah. I gotta take something like that. Hey, I know. I'll take cooking class. I'll do. I'll learn how to cook. That'll yeah. be helpful to me. Yeah. You walk into cooking class. You're like, hey, where's the teacher? You look over. It's a colander. Yeah. And it just says, touch the colander. And you're <laughs> touch like, me. All right, I guess I'll, I guess I'll touch this colander. And you touch the colander, and it's like, hey, we're going to teach you how to make pasta. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Hey, look at me. I'm the colander for pasta. Well, you're going to learn how to make pasta. You're going to make the pasta. Then maybe tomorrow we'll bring in something else, like a rolling pin, and you can make pizza. Well, here's the thing. I do think, I'm glad you brought this up, because I do think... That there is probably apprenticeship in this world to sentient items. Well, yeah, because because they do not have any additional capabilities. Yeah. Like, the most important thing about them is two things, Jeremy. The one we're talking about right now, which is that they have um, knowledge. knowledge. They have intellect. Yeah. They have things. They have skills I can teach you. Yeah. And two, friendship. Yeah. And we will get to friendship. We will. But right now, let's talk about a business relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 very smart too. Yeah. And, and and I think Kevin, maybe not in every single nation, but I think certainly there would be uh, um, uh, titles or positions in society <laughs> filled that, by objects. That, no, that that came with these objects. Yeah. Right? It's as much about the object as it is the person. Like, if you do have a pen that signed a uh, very important document, yeah. like, that could be, you know, passed along. It could help you with uh, things. Once again, to keep in mind, Jeremy, these things are still old. Yeah. And some of their sensibilities. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. Unlike people, I think these objects are less um, 
Oh, uh, products of their time. You think so? In terms of personality. I think I think it depends. That's why you have to be careful. Like, yeah. I think if it is an object that's based on an important event, mm-hmm. um, sort of depends on the event, uh, or if it's an object that has uh, gained sentience, like, forged with it or over time. Yeah. But if it is a object that is like the imprint of a person, yeah, then you gotta deal with all those things. Yeah, you do. I think that's why in D and D, a lot of the objects that are imprinted with people are usually like inflexible and sometimes evil. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but depending on what the object is, it could bring with it some like real olden time hangups. Yeah. Well, that's the the thing is the thing is, is there's not anything tying people to these objects, right? Yeah. So there's probably sort of – that's probably the objects that are in museums, right, where people don't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah. But they don't want to just throw them out because they are still significant. Yeah. Well, and think of, like, some of the um, – especially, like, when you get uh, get events that were at the, that at the time, like, you know, this is clearly, you know, an important event. Yeah. But also in, you know, in retrospect, not great. Yeah. Like when, like if you get something from you know Christopher Columbus's journeys, yeah, like you know you'll get some cool stuff about you know sailing and you know f- you know finding a world that they haven't been to before, but and also about killing the people that you come across that are different yeah, than you. Yeah. like if if you have like his sextant or something, um, yeah, his sextant. <laughs> I knew if I said it, you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kevin, I'm just giving you what you want. Yeah, if you get Columbus's sextant. <laughs> Uh, you'll pick it up and it'll be like, like, go across the ocean and find new lands and then take it. What if someone's there? What if, who cares? No, you are the discoverer of this land. There's people who are living here right now. (laughs) Go to your neighbor's house. (laughs) But they live there. It is yours now. You've discovered it. Judging from the angle of the sun in the sky, it will take you two minutes. (laughs) Now go there. Give them blankets with diseases. <laughs> they can. They surely are not. Wait, are you the reason them. Christopher Columbus did all those shitty things? <laughs> no, I am Christopher Columbus. You are not. You are a sex ant. <laughs> you are a sex ant. <laughs> also known as a cougar. Okay, sex ant. Oh, aunt. I made a pun. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sex aunt. Yeah, I had to pronounce it ant because I got the joke, but. Yeah, I said aunt so that it was clear to other people. Yeah, no, people. because I had to say sex. Yeah, I got, you needed to say aunt, but yeah, I said the pronunciation aunt so it was clear was part to other of the people. Joke, so yeah. I had to say it that yeah, way. Yeah, I was just clarifying the yeah, joke. Yeah, I'm glad we spent this long on what was, what was even in the beginning, a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> it started out bad, and then we just dwelled on it. Welcome to the third space. <laughs> yeah. Why are you complaining about that, Kevin? That's what people come here for, right? Uh, <laughs> Now go to your neighbors and take their house. Um, yeah, no, there's there's some stuff that you wouldn't want to hold on to. Yeah, and but, they'd be like, this is in a museum. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch Welcome it. Welcome to the Natural History Museum. Please don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you might ruin it. You just, you don't want to touch it. <laughs> you don't want to hear the thoughts you, you of don't. that time. You really don't. You don't want to know what's going on there. There's also some objects that are important historically. Yeah. But... You would never want to interact with them because they're part of a tragedy. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Well, Anne Frank's diary. Anne Frank's diary. Don't touch that. Nope. Nope. I mean, I will, I will well, say. Well, here's the Anne Frank's diary you'd be okay to touch. 
because it is it is part of this tragedy. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, is that you could probably get a lot of perspective from interacting with it. I guess what I, what I would say you wouldn't want to touch, Kevin, is like, you know what? There's probably a sentient item from Auschwitz. Yes, yeah, you probably yeah. don't want to touch that. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking of like when. Uh, you go to somebody's and they're like, this was an executioner's axe. Yeah, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, don't touch that because all you'll get is All like, you're going to get is is maybe not words, but like bloodlust. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll be like, hey, cut their head off. Yeah, it'll be like, can you feel my killing intent? It's growing! <laughs> K- kill criminals. Yeah. 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 That's essentially what it'd be. Probably don't touch that one. Yeah, don't touch that one. Yeah. Uh, so the question I sort of have is would people like... When we make a lot of things like this, the idea is, like, how much do people want them? Yeah. Do people want sentient items? Like, once again, it's... Here's here's the thing. I think most of the time, having a sentient item is useful. Yeah. But I also think it heavily depends on the culture. Because some people might see these things as, like, expressions of divine will. or um. You know, there might be another one that's like, I know that these are more durable, so we should all try and get them and go to war with them. I mean, um, I'm not sure how much more durable they are now that we decide there's not magic involved because they're not yeah. magical things. I guess anymore. that's true. Yeah, but uh, like th- they are useful. Uh, they're an extra resource. Yeah. Um, but then again, Kevin, do you want to be strapped to something that never shuts up about the one thing it's made for? I mean, that's the thing. Like, it depends on what the object is. Yeah. And it would be useful in, you know, certain circumstances mm-hmm. when you need them in. But essentially, they would become, like, specific things. Yeah. On the other hand, so this is what I wanted to bring up. If you find – if you have a passion for something yeah. and you either find an object or the object you're using suddenly becomes yeah. sentient, yeah. then maybe maybe it's your friend. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're an artist. Like you're a painter. You know what? These are basically collaborators that are perfect collaborators. Yeah. They only think about the project you're working on. I like to imagine uh, now you have one of those like panels at yeah. a uh, – you know, like a con or something. Yeah. And you have one person saying that, and it's like this guy. And then uh, beside him is like Picasso's paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, well, if you ask any questions of the paintbrush, I will just repeat them out for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's Picasso's dick like? Please stop asking that question. Uh, the paintbrush is showing me shades of beige. <laughs> um, I don't know. Next question. Please, no more questions about famous With the political dicks. climate in the world today, where is the pay, uh, paintbrush stand? Paintbrush um, is giving you a middle finger. I'm seeing a rainbow. I'm seeing a rainbow from the paintbrush right now. Because <laughs> we, we've been pretty heavy on, like, the direct verbal communication. But remember, they communicate in different ways. Yes, yeah, true, yeah. Um, uh, absolutely, these items could be companions. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that is very much sort of – that's the real lottery in yeah. this in this scenario, <laughs> right? Is that you get an item that not only you personally get along with, but yeah. also shares the same interest as you do. That's true. And interest is the most important thing. Yeah. It has to want to have the same goal. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking that, like, you could also get objects that are, like, let's say a teddy bear yeah. that was very important to someone that, came, that became sentient. Like, teddy bear just really wants to comfort people. Yeah. Yeah. And that teddy bear, you can just, like, keep it at a hospital. Yeah, absolutely. And when a, when a kid is sad, you give it the teddy bear. I mean, or that's an heirloom item in your family, right? Yeah. That, like, you give that teddy bear 
to the next kid that comes along. Yeah. Right? And now that kid has a lifelong companion that's just all about making them feel safe. Now, I do want to, once you remind, because this feels very important. Yeah. Because they do have intelligence and wisdom and charisma. Yeah. That does mean that, that like, they are... I mean, they're sentient. They're living things. Yeah. So even though we talk about they have a specific goal in mind, they have, like, think they want. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that they aren't a little bit more flexible as well. Or, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, capable that, of deteriorating. That comes down to their personality. Yeah. Um, and what they're made out of. Like, what, what the one I know the most, most of the Sun Sword right now, because it's from... Because um, you have a direct experience interacting with it presently. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it very much wants to, like... Kill a vampire. Yeah. But, I mean, it also is, you know, a, a, like, just hanging around doing things. Yeah. It doesn't want to die. Yeah. Like, it it has fear of death. Yeah. Which is interesting and an object that you have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, but that means that, you know, it, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be, like, picking up an object and it's just going to be like, hey, do this one thing. Do yeah. this thing. Yeah. But it will, you know, it'll be like, hey, you haven't done this in a while. Yeah. It'll be like, hey, remember that thing that we were doing? You working towards this though? Yeah. 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 Are we you going are? there? Yeah. Is this part of the plan? I wanted to go to Chick Fil A. I just wanna. I just wanna see where we are in our milestones. Um, <laughs> we almost gonna go to Chick Fil A. Look, you've had me for like three years, and you haven't boned anybody. Uh, <laughs> okay, Jeremy. Now I want you to tell me what is that object? Dildo. Um, Why would the dildo want you to bone someone else? Fine. I feel like if you have oh you know what it is it's it's like your grandma's wedding ring or something <laughs> I mean it's more of like make some children yeah, yeah. not and do not have premarital sex <laughs> I mean it depends on what it was forged for right okay no fair enough like, if, if grandma's a freak yeah he's a, it's your grandma's just, cock ring just, just because they got just because they got married at that time does not mean that boning was not a primary motivator in that. No, I understand that. But I feel like if it is like your grandmother's wedding ring, it probably has a very specific thing in mind, which is, you know. Yeah. Get married, have some kids. You know what I think is actually the best example of, like, that not being the case. Okay. Is that I actually know a bunch of people who went to uh, Catholic schools. Yeah. Right? And they firmly, firmly believed in, like, no sex before marriage. Yeah. And, like, do not cohabitate before you get married. Yeah. Right? And I would say about 80% of them, Kevin, yeah, got married, like, in their early 20s, right? And being able to have sex with their partner was a large motivation in that. <laughs> like, that was what pushed them to propose is, like, if I do this, then we can have sex. Okay, well, in that case, what you got is a ring that snitches on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ring became sentient. Oh, my grandma's ring is sentient. Oh, I wonder what she was thinking when she married my grandfather. Fuck him. All right, I'm not going to touch that ring anymore. Hey, <laughs> I do it. you like somebody? You should marry them. So you can Fuck up. That's right. You have sex. And don't worry. I've been paying attention. I know all the kinky shit. <laughs> don't worry. Jesus doesn't care if you're wed. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't want to see grandma anymore. <laughs> Come everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want to go visit grandma in the hospital? No. No. <laughs> Can't look her in the eye. <laughs> I know things now. <laughs> you can tell her. You can tell her I found the ring. Yeah, she'll understand. <laughs> she'll know. <laughs> she'll get it. Yeah. Oh, 
Can I see the ring? You don't want to. You don't want to see, you don't want to see the ring. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I don't know. I don't know why a Penelope didn't want to come. She says she found your ring. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. Tell her I understand. <laughs> and tell her to never let go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the family, freaks. <laughs> I see she's become part of our secret society. <laughs> no, I think... No, no, different Now language. play Monopoly with me. <laughs> to the Shadow Realm! Um, uh, that's an old cut. Yeah, that's an old deep cut. Okay, I have a question for yeah. you here, because I've been thinking about it for a while, and it is the last ten minutes of our podcast. All right. What is the is there a size restriction on these objects or is the Hoover Dam a sentient object? <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to play in the sandbox with you for a little bit. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you step on the Hoover Dam, you're not making contact and it's just like water. It's, it's like, yo, check out all this water I'm stopping. <laughs> Flowing <laughs> through me, I'm making some power. You feel that deep rumble deep inside? You got that power. I'm all about the progress. That's right. Welcome, welcome to the dam. Now tell me about your job prospects. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think the bigger it is, the less smart it is. <laughs> I mean, there's so much more area to stretch out over. A I mean, lot I don't think that's necessarily true. Why but- not? I think I think the thing is the bigger something is, the more it is built for one specific purpose. Yeah, so it's focused on that. It's thing. focused. Yeah, like the thing is that even a hammer is used for a bunch of different things. Yeah, even if you make like a tower, like a like a giant statue, that statue is good for is one thing. That's a statue. Yeah, it is statue stuff. Yeah, but you could appreciate it for different things. No, right? You- like the way I look at it is that the Hoover Dam would basically be. Very much about uh, job security and <laughs> economics. Well, because that's why it was built. Yeah, but right. The- but also, um, it would be about like the indomitable human spirit. I don't know, Jeremy, because those are the feelings that humans put upon the object. Yeah, like when we. Oh, think- okay. So are we? Are, it- I guess its purpose is to. Generate, generate power. Generate power. Yeah. Pur- Hydro power. Yeah. Generate- so I think the thing is like a statue wouldn't. A statue doesn't have a, have a purpose. Yeah. It doesn't – like it doesn't really – like it means something, sure, to a lot of people. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything. Okay. So most statues probably wouldn't gain yeah. sentience. But some would. Um, if the statue has a purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean some statues are memorials, right? That is a purpose. To remember yeah. to stand for remembrance of the past yeah, is a but, purpose. But I don't think that is right. The... And some statues are meant to convey something. Yeah, but I don't like think... the thinker. But right? I don't think that is the but that's not the same as a purpose. That that is a thing that that's like it's a diff, like we, we think of the sentient objects again D and D are weapons. Weapons mm-hmm. kill things. Weapons yeah. are to attack. Weapon that's what weapons weapons do that. That's what they yeah. do. Yeah. When we think when we turn to tools, tools do something. Yeah. Tools are used to like hammer and nails. Tools are used to eat food. Tools are that's what tools. Are I would used argue for. that that statues do do something though. It's just not an act of something. Well, you're probably like the thing is is that you're probably getting um, sentience in these statues or towers, I guess. Um, that are more about a philosophical action than an actual. But action. but I don't think philosophical actions count because in that case, 
books become sentient and books don't become sentient like the thing is that that like sentience is not based on like wasn't going after D and D. Yeah, it's not based on the intent people put on. It's not like you feel something about something and it becomes yeah, it's alive. It's the purpose of the thing. It's the purpose Here, of the object. Here's I I think I, I don't think, think that books could become sentient, but but I here's the thing. I think for statues and towers and books, it has to be incredibly specific. I so like do I do I think the Empire State Building would become sentient? No, I don't. No. Do I think the Eiffel Tower might be sentient? Yes, I do. No, because because once again, Jeremy, that's not a purpose. That is a thi- that is a thing that humans have put on a thing. No, yeah, but we, here, we have put on an here, object. We, that it we said this. at the very beginning of this that the feelings humans have around these objects are important they and help. informative, right? Yeah. But so that's, so oh, that's why I'm saying the Eiffel like the Eiffel Tower for me is one that might be sentient, and that's because there's a lot of human emotion. But caught Jeremy, up in what it. is the Eiffel Tower's goal? To make people fall in love. That's not the Eiffel Tower's goal. Well, it might not be in the beginning. No. But it, it the thing is, it stands for something. It becomes symbolic. But I don't. But symbol, I don't think makes sentient objects. That's not. That's not what a. That's not. No. That's but not, I, what I'm saying is not a purpose. That's what not I'm. A goal. What I'm saying is, Kevin. Yeah. Is that the Eiffel Tower has gained importance, and not just importance, um, to its nation. But it, it is something that worldwide people can recognize as a romantic destination. No, and I understand that. And yeah. that is very uplifting. That is very, like, poetic. Yeah. But that does not, that is not the same. Because keep in mind where this comes from, Jeremy, is weapons and tools. Mm-hmm. Things that have not a philosophical purpose. But, but a, a practical. But a practical, specific purpose. A, like a, like the sentient swords you get in D&D want to kill goblins. Okay. They want to destroy ghosts. Okay, my question... They want to defeat vampires. My question is then, is that where do paintings and statues fall on that line? Because they are oftentimes crafted for a very specific purpose. But that is, once again, a philosophical purpose. Not necessarily. I... There, there, are, there are times in history where people have released art be it a painting a statue um or a, like maybe a, i guess a musical instrument is a tool so it would already yeah, fall in the, in the will, lines will, right will, yes um and they are calls to action but once again feel that's a philosophical purpose if you created a statue and the statue like killed rats then it could become sentient technically with a goal of killing rats what see what about propaganda though like well, that's what I'm saying. It's but, a specific call to action. No, but you're still going toward. It is a purpose. It. I mean, yeah. it is a philosophical purpose, not an active purpose. Like the thing. The, the I think the, the the I think the difference is is that what sentient objects do is they take things that have a physical purpose and can give them a philosophical purpose. Like if you have if you create a weapon that is meant to like defeat the dark. Then all of a sudden it could become a symbol for, you know, doing that. But I don't think creating like a piece of art that is supposed to be, you know, that like that will all of a sudden gain sentience because it is not a tool to complete the objective. It is a, it is a essentially a extravagant way of convincing other people to do it. So basically, what you were, what your argument is, is yes. that none of the art would ever become sentient. No, but the tools used to make the art might. Yes. 
because the tools are the things that make the art. Right, and they could, allow... they could have a purpose of make art to incite this. Exactly. So if you if you have like a you know a chisel that you use to create sculptures, yeah, um, that are meant to motivate people to you know rise up against their uh, oppressors, it's not the it's not the art that'll do it. It is the tool that will do it. Okay, so let's just recap because we're running out of time here. Yeah, let's recap. We've got tools of all kinds yep. that can become sentient. Yes, five different ways they can come be sentient. We've been over those lots. Yeah. Um, however, we are including purposeful structures as well, like dams. That's a very yeah, specific yes, purpose. Yes, yes, because it is generating power. Yeah. 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 Like, um, but well, not not symbolic buildings. We, no, here, here's and here's the here's the line I put between that hydroelectric dams. Yes, yeah. But just water diversion dams. No, yeah. Because they are just a, like a wall. They're that, a wall. That, yeah, that's just you've just added something to a landscape. Yeah, is a, what you've done. It's like it's like how your wall can't become sentient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, if you have wait, wait, can a house become sentient? Here's here's what I was going to put, Jeremy. A house can't become sentient, but a tent can. <laughs> oh, why a tent? Because a tent, I feel like they're both tools for like keeping out the elements. Yeah, I know, but like a house is a tool. Okay, you know, maybe a tent. I maybe a tent can't become sentient. Wait, can barns become sentient? Barn d- depends. <laughs> you said barns are basically tents before, so tents I can be sentient. Barns I did, can be sentient. No, I will say that I said that once by accident. I did mean sheds. <laughs> oh, okay. And sheds cannot become sentient. So that means barns can't, and neither can tents. Yeah, by the transitive property. The transitive properties. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think a. Str- I don't think shelter can become sentient. Okay. Things you use to make shelter. Can. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. What if it was something like uh, an ark? Like some, something built specifically to keep people safe, not just like a person, yeah. not a home, yeah. but like a bomb shelter or something like that. Because um, that is a pretty specific purpose. No, but here's what I was thinking. Yeah. In the game Rainbow Six Siege, okay. you have deployable shields, which are literally things you put on and go chink, 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 yeah. and it's like a shield. Yeah. I think that can become sentient. Well, I mean that's just a tool for protection. That's a tool for protection. Yeah. But I think I think once it becomes like a structure, I don't think that can be sentient. I think What maybe... if I had a bunch of sentient shields and I made a house out of them? Um then you could have a whole bunch of sentient like Okay. Yeah. No, I mean here's the thing, if you could make a shelter out of sentient objects, it would be it'd be real bad. It'd be a, in a many ways is what it would be. <laughs> Why would you? We are legion. Why would you do this to us? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Am I, I guess the question that that brings up that is that can sentient objects communicate with each other if they touch? Um, yeah, if they touch. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if you touch tips, they can <laughs> do whatever they want. If you touch them dildos together and they're both sentient, they're getting it on. I was going to say that a sentient dildo would be the worst thing ever because it would just be like, "Put me inside you." Hey, you want to get off? You want to get off right now? Well, because they have no reason not to constantly push that. Yeah. yeah. There's like, hey, why am I not inside you right now? Yeah. I'm at work. Is that a reason? Well, especially a sentient, <laughs> well, a sentient butt plug. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just put me inside you. Walk around. Yeah. Why not? You gotta get. You gotta get ready just for what? <laughs> <laughs> for anything. Plug it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you like that episode, <laughs> um, 
uh, please give us a rating review on wherever you are listening to our podcast or tell someone that you think might also enjoy it. It's the yeah. way our podcast grows and we like it when it grows. Yeah. And if you want to try to discuss more what what is what can become sentient, what can't become sentient, you can do that with us on Twitter, either individually. I'm at Shaman K. Weir. And I'm at Mighty Thuse. And if you have suggestions for topics or other things you'd like us to talk about, please tweet at us at our joint account. At Third Space Cast. Or send us an email. That'd be thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our website for our original episodes. I believe there's 28 of them there now that you cannot uh, see anywhere else. For now. For now. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by Devo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on the Third Space where Kevin and I borrow a buck. Yeah, we uh, really need that dollar. Hi-ho, silver away! Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs> <laughs>